Hey everyone, this is Christian Menavides, Digital Content Director at Texas Watch, and I'll be your host for this episode of Texas Tales. On today's episode, Executive Director Ware Wendell gives us the rundown on some of the issues Texas Watch has been working on during the pandemic, and what we're looking forward to as we head into the 2021 Texas Legislative Session. A quick programming note for our listeners. Since this update was recorded, the Census Bureau has agreed to extend the census count through October 31st. This is Texas Tales. Hey everyone, welcome. Welcome to the September 24th, 2020 edition of The Rundown. I'm Ware Wendell, and I am the Executive Director of Texas Watch. Uh, Since 1998, Texas Watch has fought for the rights of consumers, policyholders, patients, and workers at the Texas Capitol. We are the only group that fights for consumers and our civil justice system. We protect our courts, and uh, we thank you for everything that you do. Uh, We exist to engage you in the fight for your rights, and today I want to give you an update on what we've been up to and the road ahead for us. First, though, we need to note these extraordinary times that we're all living through right now with the pandemic. Uh, We have lost over 200,000 Americans and over 15,000 Texans due to COVID-19. And so our heart goes out to every family that's been impacted by this. Many of us are are feeling the struggle financially as well. And so these are extraordinarily difficult times, but we are gonna get through this together. Uh, We're doing everything that we can at Texas Watch to get you the very best information. We have created a comprehensive COVID-19 site on our main website, which is texaswatch.org. If you go to that website, you'll see up at the top, it says COVID-19 resources. And what we're doing is we're pulling together the very best information from the best sources uh, across a range of issues, Uh, whether you have housing related issues or food security issues, um, how you can best prepare your food and wash your hands and Of course, wear a mask. We've been running a campaign called Wear Because You Care. That's a very simple thing that we can all do to protect one another. Even if you don't have a fever, you may be an asymptomatic carrier. You may be um, transmitting the virus to someone else. And so we all need to protect one another. We are our brothers and our sisters keepers. So come to texaswatch.org, check out that website, and we will be updating it regularly. If you see a resource that we're missing right now, send it to us and we'd love to include it. Also, we've uh, created a new video series called COVID TX. We just released episode two the other day. Episode one, uh, we created in conjunction with our friends and partners at uh, Families for Better Care. It's a great organization working to help nursing home residents. And it looks at the impact of COVID-19 in our nursing homes. Many of you will know that over 40% of COVID-related deaths have occurred in our nursing homes and in our long-term care facilities. We can be doing a better job to protect those residents and to protect those workers. And so episode one uh, talks about how we can better protect that very vulnerable uh, community in our nursing homes. Episode two looks at auto insurance overcharges in the state. And we produce that in in partnership with the great folks at Texas Appleseed, which works on a lot of financial justice issues. They recently released a study showing that insurance companies in Texas are sitting on a windfall 
of six to $800 million. Think about that. That's a huge amount of money that's rightfully owed to you and to families all across the state. The reason why is we're driving a lot less during the pandemic. That means less risk for the insurance companies, less cost for them, fewer wrecks. And insurance should be based on risk. And when risk goes up, that's one thing. But when risk goes down, it's another thing. It's a two-way street, if you will. And so we should see those prices come down. Insurance companies need to get that money back to policyholders. We'll talk more about that here in just a minute. But check out episode two, which just launched. And we're going to keep that series going, getting you the best information possible. On a personal note, I want you to know at Texas Watch that uh, we're doing everything we can to be as safe as possible. Uh, we are largely working remotely, and then we have staggered days where one of us is in uh, the Texas Watch office. And, but with that, we're still firing on all cylinders, and we're going to be getting you all the information that you need so that you can fight for your rights and stay informed, stay educated. want to talk through a couple of ways that you can get connected to Texas Watch, and then some of the priority issues that we're looking at as we run up to the next legislative session that starts in January. So first, how can you get connected with Texas Watch? First of all, uh, take action. We exist to, to engage you in the fight for your rights, to connect you with lawmakers and elected officials, and to make sure that your voice is heard. We are here for you. So if you go to our website, again, texaswatch.org, and you look at the top, there's an ACT uh, tab. And right now we're running two actions. One is telling the Department of Insurance to make sure that auto insurance rates are fair. Uh, so you can take action there, send a letter easily to the Department of Insurance, tell them to please do your job and do it quickly. And then we have another action that's uh, directed towards lawmakers in Washington, D.C., saying that we want everyone to be very safe, businesses to be engaging in safe practices during the pandemic. And I'll talk about that more in just a minute. So you can take action. Always check that tab. Please share your story. If you've been impacted uh, by a safety issue, by an issue related to our justice system, we want to hear from you. You can contact us directly. And Kelly, uh, if you could please include that link in the feed. I know that people would love to see that. Uh, also, you can get to that through our main page. You'll see on there, it's got a big section that says share your story. You can sign up for email updates. We try to be very respectful of your time and only email you when we have something really important to tell you. Uh, I know what my email inbox looks like. So we want to make sure that we're getting you the best information, uh, but in a format that you can use. Please share our content. We have a Facebook page. We have a YouTube channel. We have a Twitter feed. We have an Instagram feed. So if you see us posting content that you like, that you think is important for your friends and family, share it. That helps us to spread that information so that those folks can protect themselves. If you're in a position to do so, of course, we appreciate any financial support, whether it's $1 or $7 or more. Um, and you can donate at the Texas Watch main page. Kelly will post the link, but go to texaswatch.org. I'm sorry. Look at the top and uh, you'll see the donate tab. And if you'd like to make that a monthly gift, uh, you can check the little box that says make it a month monthly contribution. Monthly givers who give in the amount of $25, and I'm one of them, let me point to my lapel pin here, you get our Spartan uh, 300 lapel pin, symbolizing the 300 Spartans at the Battle of Thermopylae, because uh, when a group of people get together, we can take on much larger armies and do great things. So please, if you can support us, 
uh, financially. We need your support and uh, we run on your support. And the last thing you can do is participate in our activist survey. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want to do the very best job possible uh, to help you. And so we've got a survey running right now. You can find that in the comments below and uh, we'll be sending that out via email as well. It only takes a few minutes. And if you will give us a few minutes of your time and your honest feedback, you will be in the running to win one of our uh, our Texas Watch custom water bottles. We've got a Texas Watch shop where you can get all sorts of great gear and uh, one lucky winner will get a water bottle if you will participate in our survey. But we, we exist to serve you, so please let us hear from you. Let me talk about some of the priority issues that we're looking at as we uh, run up to our legislative session, which will be here before we know it. Again, auto overcharges, we wanna make sure that that money is returned to its rightful owners, which is you and your family. The Texas Appleseed report found that uh, one third of the auto insurance companies offered no relief at all. Think about that. People are driving less, and yet those companies decided we're not going to give back any money at all. And many of those companies we've seen serve very vulnerable policyholders, the people who need the money the most. Uh, so we need TDI to step up and put pressure on them to return that money. The companies that did offer some relief, and you may have gotten a check for $25 or $50 from your company, um, we're seeing that that may not have been enough money. And this is why we need TDI to really dig into the rates, to look at every company, every auto company, and make sure that um, the rates are where they need to be and to return the money um, if the company is overcharging. Also, some companies are trying to force people to renew their policy before they can receive their refund, which just is not right. That's not fair. You paid a premium for coverage. Um, that premium ended up being an overcharge in essence to you. You should get the money back regardless of whether you renew with the company or not. So we need an insurance commissioner at, at the Department of Insurance that puts consumers first. You may have seen in the last few days, we joined with the great folks at Consumer Federation of America, it's a national organization, our friends, and Texperg, another great leading consumer organization, to send a letter to Governor Abbott and to tell him, Governor, this is your job, it's your power to appoint the insurance commissioner, and we need you to appoint someone who has a history and a track record of caring about consumers. This is especially important right now during the pandemic when we're all stretched financially. We can't afford to overpay for our insurance by even a dollar right now. We need every dollar to make sure that we can put food on our tables. You all see the lines at the food banks around the state right now. And so we need someone that, that cares about consumers that's gonna put people first over insurance profits. Uh, and we hope that the governor is listening and that he will follow through and, and appoint someone who cares about consumers. If you think about it, the insurance commissioner is a really powerful position. One of the most powerful positions in state government in the sense that insurance impacts every Texan in one way or another, whether you have renters and excuse me, renters insurance, homeowners insurance, auto insurance, life insurance, health insurance, you, you name it. Um, it's going to touch you and your family and it's going to impact your pocketbook. So we need somebody good in that position. We're also fighting to make sure that windstorm insurance is affordable for policyholders. We see all of the storms that are hitting the United States, hitting the coast, and we know that more are coming. And so windstorm insurance has to be affordable. People have to be able to purchase it to protect their homes and their businesses, because if they can't purchase that insurance, think about it. 
you and I end up picking up the tab as taxpayers later. It, it costs all of us more if that insurance is not affordable. So we're working to make sure that windstorm insurance is, is in a range that people can actually afford so they can purchase it and protect themselves. Another big insurance issue is something called appraisal. You may have seen this in your insurance policy. Maybe you missed it. Uh, take a look at your policy, but many insurance policies today have what's called an appraisal clause in there. The insurance companies put it in that policy. Remember, they write the policies. We don't get to change the language in the policy. We have to take what they give us. And so this is a process that is set up to resolve disputes between uh, the policyholder and the insurance company on the value of the loss. That, that procedure needs to be fair. It needs to be a two-way street. It shouldn't be gamed uh, by, by the insurance companies. They shouldn't be able to rig the system by waiting a long time to invoke appraisal, to start the appraisal process, or to try to drive up costs for policyholders uh, by using appraisal against them. And so we thank Representative Yvonne Davis from Dallas. She filed a great uh, piece of legislation last session that would simply fix the appraisal process, make it a two-way street, make sure that it's a timely process, that uh, delay isn't built in through it. And we look forward to, to working on that issue again next session to make sure that, that insurance companies aren't able to rig the system against us. Okay, let's talk about COVID immunity. So we have been fighting along with a lot of other worker safety and consumer groups, health groups all across the country in Washington, D.C. to stop an effort by Mitch McConnell and John Cornyn, our current senator here in Texas, that would incentivize very dangerous conduct right now during COVID. It's a really bad idea to give companies that, that ignore safety guidelines, who put workers and the public at exceptional risk of contracting COVID. They should not be given immunity in our legal system. They should not be able to escape the consequences of their actions because accountability leads to safety. Safety has to be job one. All of our incentives need to be moving in the direction of safety right now because safety is the way that we get through COVID. It's how we kill the pandemic, how we crush the curve, how we get back to normal, how we protect our economy. We all have to be engaging in safe practices. So our laws should encourage safe practices. So again, you can go to our website up there in the, uh, in the ACT tab, and it only takes a minute. Fill in your name, your address. It will populate a letter uh, to be sent to the president and the senators and your congressperson telling them to resist those efforts um, to, to, to support safe practices. We, we, we have to do that. It's so important. It only takes a minute. Of course, you can add to that letter, change it any way you like, but we try to make it as easy as possible for you. We anticipate that corporate lobbyists will be pushing a similar scheme uh, during the legislative session here in the, in the state legislature at the state level. And so we will be fighting against them with everything that we have with your help. Uh, to again, make safety job number one. All right, let's talk about safe roads. We've been focusing a lot on auto safety in recent years uh, because we have a safety crisis on our roads here in Texas. We have the highest number of traffic-related fatalities in Texas, uh, 3,600, I believe, by last count, even more than states with a larger population than Texas. I mean, we're a huge state, but, but even states that have a higher population than ours have fewer fatalities than we do. That tells us that there's a lot of work to be done to make our roads safer in Texas. 
We are anticipating an effort by trucking lobbyists and other hired gun corporate lobbyists to try to change the laws on, on trucking wrecks. Now think about it. When you're on I-35 and there's a big rig next to you, an 18-wheeler, and they, they veer out of their lane and they sideswipe you or they hit you from behind, think about all that weight, all that energy, all that force that's being transmitted into your vehicle and what that does to you and your family. The reality is if you're hit by one of these big trucks, uh, that wreck is going to be it's going to be catastrophic. It's going to be huge. And if you're injured, those are going to be really serious injuries. Uh, God forbid it may kill you and your family. And so you should have every right to hold that trucking company accountable if that truck driver was unsafe, if the company was making the truck driver engage in unsafe practices. You should have the same rights against a trucking company that you do against anyone else. We stand for equal justice under the law, equal rights. That's the American way, uh, not special protections for special interests. So we're going to fight any effort that the trucking lobbyists and, and uh, corporate lobbyists are attempting during the legislative session to try to get a loophole in the law. We're going to fight that with your help. All right. We started working last session. You saw this from us on auto body safety. Uh, we're seeing insurance companies pressure and frankly, there's no other word for it, bully auto body shops into making unsafe repairs. The way they do that is they have the power of the purse, right? Um, we pay them our premiums and they pull those together and they have millions and billions of dollars uh, to then pay claims if they so choose and they should under the law. But you know that insurance companies like to, they sure like to charge premiums, but they don't like to pay claims in full uh, too often. And that's very upsetting. And so when an auto body shop is trying to do the job the right way and saying, well, look, the manufacturer is saying, I have to follow these 10 steps to do this repair, or I need to use this, this manufacturer part to do this job safely. And the insurance company says, yeah, well, you know what? We just don't want to pay for that. Or corporate is telling us that, no, you can do the job another way. Um, too often what's happening is those body shops are, are then cutting corners and you have no idea as the as the policyholder you have no idea as the owner of the vehicle because when you get the car back i mean the fenders are all straightened out and buffed and polished and the car looks good from the outside but under the skin at a structural level your car or your truck may now be very weak it may be susceptible to even more damage if god forbid you get into another wreck if somebody sideswipes you or runs a red light and, and we saw, uh, we profiled a, a wonderful family, the Sibishan family, who had that happen to them. Uh, their car, they didn't know this, their car was subject to a hailstorm before they purchased it. They were the, the second purchaser of the vehicle. And the body shop, instead of welding the roof back on in 100 uh, plus spots with a welder, they glued the roof onto uh, their Honda Fit. The problem with that is that your roof is a structural element of your car. If your roof is not strong and you get into a wreck, um, the whole car can come apart. And that happened to them. They were hit head on by a truck um, that, that hydroplaned and came head on into traffic. And, and they were trapped inside of a burning vehicle. Uh, they were saved by a, a very heroic Texan, but suffered grave, grave injuries. They're a wonderful family and we'll be working with them and others to make sure that body shops are able to do their jobs the right way. We're working with the leading auto body professionals around the state. These are the men and women who are doing the job the right way, who care about um, 
using the best parts. And we thank Representative Travis Clardy. He filed legislation last session that we made good progress on uh, to fix this problem, to make sure that you can have quality repairs made with quality parts at a quality shop of your choice. And we'll be working on that issue again next session. Let's talk about uninsured and underinsured motorist coverage. Now, this is first party insurance coverage that you can choose to purchase. And we encourage you to do that if, if you're able to do so. It's extra insurance. This is when you're hit by someone who either has no insurance at all, which is irresponsible, or doesn't have enough insurance to cover all of your damages. So you, you buy extra insurance to fill that gap, in essence. Uh, years ago, the Texas Supreme Court issued a, a terrible decision. It was a very insurance-oriented decision, and we've seen the Texas Supreme Court do that far too many times, where they're, they're, they're standing up for insurance companies at the expense of policyholders. This case was called Brainerd. That's the name of the case. And it basically added a lot of cost and delay to the process. Now, bear in mind, you paid extra money. You paid your premiums for their coverage. It's supposed to kick in when you can show the insurance company that, that there isn't enough insurance available to cover your losses. And what the Texas Supreme Court said is, ah, well, you know, maybe you need to go. No, not maybe. You need to go to court and get a judgment against the at-fault driver and show what the damages are and the liability are. And only then does your insurance company have to kick in and, and fill up, fill in the extra cost. That adds a lot of expense and delay and cost to the process for you. Chairman Charlie Guerin, who's a great uh, representative in the Texas House of Representatives, had a bill last session to fix this problem. It's a very simple fix to a very important issue, a very pressing problem. And that bill got out of the Texas House with over 100 votes, very strong bipartisan support, which we were so glad to see. And now we need uh, the Texas House to take it up again. And more importantly than that, the Texas Senate to do their job and to pass the bill, send it on to the governor's desk uh, so that he can sign it to protect policyholders and the public all across the state. So we need the uninsured, underinsured motorist problem to be solved. And again, we thank Chairman Guerin for all of his leadership on this issue. Uh, one more auto insurance scheme that we see too often in this state, it's called swoop and settle. So let me paint a picture for you. Uh, again, you've been T-boned by, by a, an at-fault driver. You're hurt. You're trying to figure out how am I gonna get a rental car? How am I getting my car towed? How am I getting back to work? Who's watching my kids? You're in pain, you're under stress, all right? This is one of the more stressful experiences in your life. And you get a call from the adjuster for the insurance company saying, my gosh, I'm so sorry that that uh, you were hit and um, we wanna help you. We wanna help you, we wanna get money to you. Would $4,000 take care of you? And you need money. I mean, yeah, and you tell them on the phone, yes, yes, that'll take care of me. Well, the, the problem here is that you don't know your full damages yet. You haven't even had a chance to go to the doctor and understand what your course of treatment is, what it's going to take to fix your car. And, and people are hurting, they're under stress, and they tell the adjuster over the phone, yes, I'll take $4,000. Um, there's a terrible decision from the Dallas Court of Appeals that said that if you say that over the phone, you've now released your claims, your legal claims. And we worked with Representative Julie Johnson from Dallas, who had a great bill uh, to fix this problem and, and made good progress in the House Insurance Committee to say that oral releases of claims like that should not be tolerated as a matter of public policy. It's too dangerous. People end up 
getting pennies on the dollar of what they're owed. And again, all of us as taxpayers are going to have to kick in and pick up the tab if uh, if that insurance company doesn't pay every dollar that they owe to the injured party. So we want to make sure that people get every dollar that they're owed so that we as taxpayers don't have to pay again. Uh, so fixing swoop and settle, ending that scheme is a big, big priority for us. We worked last session with our friends who are the national leaders on this effort, uh, Burn Pits 360, to help our veterans in Texas. I come from a military family. I bet many of you watching have a connection to our military, and we want to do everything we can to keep our fighting men and women safe, as safe as possible, and to take care of them after they have sacrificed so much for us. So what happened overseas, whether it was in Iraq or Afghanistan or even in other bases, is a lot of our toxic waste, just everything, was pushed into a pit that had been dug and doused in flame, diesel fuel, jet fuel, you name it. And this could have been batteries or paint cans or munitions or mattresses, or toxic waste, just everything was set on fire. And so we had plumes of smoke that were just washing over our servicemen and women uh, day after day after day. Internal documents have, have since come to light saying, hey, the general's coming in a few days. We should stop running the burn pits so he doesn't have to breathe, breathe this junk. Uh, but our servicemen and women were subjected to it. And think about what that does. All those toxins get broken down into very small particles and aerosolized. They're sent up into the air and now breathed into uh, our servicemen and women's lungs, deep into their lungs. And what we're seeing tragically is many of them are getting very aggressive cancers, very strange diseases that people in their 30s and 40s and 50s should not be getting. And they're dying. It's it's our generation's Agent Orange. And so uh, following the lead of Burn Pits 360, we helped to create a state registry. We thank Representative Abel Herrero and Senator uh, Hinojosa for their efforts in getting that state registry in place. That tracks the health of our servicemen and women. And it helps to coordinate benefits for them with the VA. Uh, if they're applying to the VA so they can show, I was stationed here on these dates. These are the, the, the problems that I've been having health-wise. If they should die, their family has a record that they can then use uh, to get the benefits that they're owed. It's our obligation to take care of our veterans. So we got the registry in law. Now we need to make sure that it's funded. And so we're going to be working on that to make sure that our servicemen and women have every protection that, that, we, that we can give them because, again, they've given us so much. Let's talk about patient safety. Again, patients should have the same rights as anyone else in this state. And one of the things that we're going to be focusing on is making sure that, that you know what informed consent really means before you go into surgery. I mean, you're on the, the gurney being wheeled in. You need to know well ahead of time what the risks of that procedure are going to be. Uh, it needs to be put in very plain language for you so you can make the most informed decision about your body and your care. So we'll be working on that issue. All right, I've covered a lot of topics. Uh, that's just some of what we have on our plate, uh, but you're going to be hearing a lot more from us. I want to highlight um, some content that we'll be running here in just a few days from our sister organization, the Texas Watch Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit that's dedicated to educating the public about uh, consumer rights and the civil justice system. We have a series called the 7A series. This, this tracks the origin and the importance of the Seventh Amendment to the Constitution, 
which gives us the right to trial by jury. That is the right that protects all of our other rights. It's what the founders gave us as citizens to protect ourselves and our families from abuse. And it keeps government in check. It keeps very powerful actors in check. Um, it keeps them from abusing us. So episode three of that series is coming up here in just a few days. Keep an eye out for that. All right. We want to make sure that everybody is engaged in the process. We are a nonpartisan nonprofit. We want everybody engaged in, in making their voice heard. So the first thing you should do is make sure that you have participated in the 2020 census. Uh, the deadline is fast approaching. It is September 30th. They moved that deadline up to September 30th. So we don't want you to be caught unaware. So on or before September 30th, go to 2020census.gov. Make sure you filled out the census. That's important so that you and your family are counted and so that your community is counted and represented in, in government. That's how we know who's living where. Uh, so it only takes a few minutes and it's so important to make sure that you have a voice and uh, that you have represented representation in government. All right, important voting deadlines coming up. Number one, you wanna make sure that you are registered to vote. You can check and, and make sure very easily at votetexas.gov. Again, that's votetexas.gov. That is the Texas Secretary of State's website. So go on there, make sure that you're registered to vote. The deadline to do that is October 5th. That again is fast approaching. So step one is make sure you're registered to vote. Step two, vote. Uh, vote early if you can this year because we're all going to be managing uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. So vote early. The deadline, uh, I'm sorry, the, the period to start voting early is October 13th, right around the corner. So those two deadlines are approaching. October 5th to register. October 13th is when you can start early voting. So we encourage you to make your voice heard again. If you had any questions, we will make sure that we um, follow up with you directly if you posted them in the comments. And just to wrap up, again, you can uh, keep up with us at texaswatch.org. Make sure that you have liked and followed our Facebook page for all the latest updates. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where we post all of our videos and we do a lot of great video content. Our filmmaker, Christian Benavides, does a wonderful job on that. Um, Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter. Follow us there. We have a podcast. Subscribe to our podcast. Sign up for email updates. We will do everything we can to get you the information you need when you need it. And check out our shop as well. Uh, so we are here to do everything we can to help you, to engage you in the fight for your rights. Uh, we will be back with you soon with another, with another update, with another rundown. And until then, everyone, take care and stay safe. Thanks so much. Texas Watch is a nonprofit, nonpartisan citizen advocacy organization that takes on corporate wrongdoers, fighting to restore responsibility, and protect Texas families. We can't do this work without you. You can support us at TexasWatch.org/donate. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Knowledge is power and there are strength in numbers. Join us.